Hey, everyone, want to tell you about an incredible company called Air Doctor Pro. You can go to airdoctorpro.com, use the promo code Fasting for Life to receive up to $300 off one of their amazing air filters. Um, by supporting them, you're supporting us and the show. I want to tell you an incredible testimony. We now know that the indoor air is two to five, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted um, than the outdoor air, according to the EPA. And my son has been struggling with sleep. He hasn't slept. He's over two years old. He hadn't slept through the night his entire life. My wife and I had done everything. We could not figure it out. We put an Air Doctor Pro in his room, and I am not kidding. The first night he slept through the night, up he went over 30 nights in a row for the first time ever, sleeping through the night. We don't know what it did or what was in the air because we've had our house tested but whatever it's doing is allowing him to rest and sleep peacefully for the first time. And for that, it is absolutely priceless. Air Doctor Pro comes with 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use the promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off any of their air purifiers exclusive to podcast customers. You'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in the special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. Use the promo code Fasting for Life. Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Want to hop on real quick before we head to today's episode and let you all know that the next Master Your Fasting Challenge is upon us. Yes, that is right. It is coming up on September 13th through the 19th. And the last Master Your Fasting Challenge we did in July, man, what an absolutely incredible time. The results were amazing. Tons of testimonials, positive feedback. So we decided that we're going to run this back a couple more times before, dare I say, the end of 2023 is upon us. So we know that summer is over, that we are back to school. And I don't know about you, but I've started to see some holiday decorations and fall and the holidays are soon to be upon us. So let's start the last quarter of this year and end summer with a bang. If you're new to fasting or want to get back on track, if you're struggling to break through a plateau, if you're ready to finally stop obsessing about your diet and your weight loss and get off that roller coaster once and for all, let's end the summer with some intention, some habit building, and fast track your fasting results as we head into the fall and the upcoming holiday season. So what we want you to do to get more information about the Master Your Fasting Challenge that's coming up on September 13th, head to the show notes, click the link for dates, more information, frequently asked questions. It's all there for you. And we really, really, really want to end this summer with some intention around our fasting lifestyle. So We'll see you on the inside. Click the link for more information. And now to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Water, and I'm here, as always, my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. Looking forward to today's conversation where we are going to get into all things carbohydrates. We Yes, we are going to talk about that tricky, nasty little 
macronutrient called carbs. We are going to uncover some truths and some myths, give you a little fasting for life perspective, because it is absolutely one of the most common questions that we get when somebody comes into our fasting for life ecosystem or into our podcast or into one of our challenges. What about carbs? So we're going to break it down mm. for you, ins and outs, and give you some perspective and things that you can walk away with today. So if you are new to the show, welcome in. We want to welcome you in, and we are so grateful that you yes. decided to give us a shot in becoming you know, part of your fasting journey, as we like to say, part of the Fasting for Life fam. Yeah. And we just want to welcome you in. If you want to learn more about our journeys with fasting, going on 190 plus episodes once a week, every week, we have not missed. Why we do that, we'll head back and listen to episode one and how fasting has transformed our lives and why we are going to continue to bring value and content each and every week. So Tommy, for all the OGs out there, I want to give them a little love as well. Thank you for continuing to listen yes, in, continuing you. to rate, subscribe, review, download, all of those wonderful podcasty things. Every time you leave us a review, especially the five-star kind, that tells the, those are our favorite, not going to lie. Love that it. tells the podcast gods and goddesses that we are doing something good. We are bringing value. And I know we want to give a shout out here to someone that, that uh, recently left us a five-star review. Yes, absolutely. Sunshine well, shameless in, plug. Right? Sunshine we want to give you some ADQ. love too because you've done some good work. Sorry, go oh, ahead. Oh, man. I'll stop no, talking. It's, it's incredible. FFL podcast leaders, Dr. Scott and Tommy, changing lives. Thank you so much. Five stars. What can I say? I've done everything to lose weight and try to maintain the loss. Failing each time. Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, nutrition counselors, overexercise, fenteramine even. But after listening to 100 episodes of this podcast and losing 25 pounds over the last 10 months, all right, yes. I know this way is my freedom to getting off the diet Ferris wheel. Thank you, Dr. Scott and Tommy, for changing my life for the better. 10 more pods to go, and I'm sticking to Fasting for Life as my lifelong plan. Absolutely love it. Congrats on the success. And thank you for the review. And I just absolutely love that. Inspiring as you go. I'm inspired right now from, from that success right there. So congrats again. 10 months, 25 pounds. Some of you are going, nope, not enough. Two and a half pounds a month? Nope, yeah. too slow. Nope, <laughs> I got 100 pounds to lose. That's going to take me forever. What I love about this Sunshine and ABQ is that this is your journey. And yeah. you have finally seen that this is going to get you off the diet roller coaster. You it's said Ferris wheel. Yeah, it's not a race. It's not a race. A Ferris wheel right? is not a race, right? Like, it's not, no, a Ferris wheel is yeah. boring and I never want to be on one, right? Yeah. Okay. A, a At least a roller like, coaster. Uh, yeah. A race is like a, a something short. Like I want it to be over. It's a race. Like, can we get to the end yet? Right. Right. Like, right. It's not that, that every, every day, every hour of the day is not a race. So let's talk about carbohydrates then, because for Sunshine and ABQ, for me, for you, for my wife, carbohydrates are a little bit different. Now, we're not going to endorse the high standard American diet consumption of carbohydrates that can range anywhere from 50 to 65% of your daily food intake. We're not going to talk about the, the food pyramid and how it should be inversed and flipped on its head, in our opinion. But you know, when we look at carbohydrates, it is everywhere. It's around us. It's the most readily available food that we have in our food supply. Sure. It's typically the most affordable, comes in bulk, right? Big subsidized. boxes of pasta, subsidized, yeah. right? Refined, processed, enriched, all of these different types of things. But we want to really look at carbohydrates in a way of like what they are, kind of put compartmentalize them a little bit, what foods contain them, and then really go through some tips for eating carbohydrates and optimizing your blood sugar in a way that will keep it more steady. And we just recorded a podcast on this where we talked about blood sugar and how the volatility in the blood sugar will directly increase cravings and hunger. Yep. And if you are trying to lose weight, those are like the two like <laughs> words that 
Like you just want to cover your ears and cover your eyes and pretend you don't sit. Like those are like the two worst things you could experience, right? Right. (laughs) And how carbohydrates also relate to successful fasts, extended fasts, breaking your fasts and or Mm. kind of strategizing your fasting plan along with your nutrition opportunities. So carbohydrates, overall they get a bad rap but there are a lot of bad ones out there refined sure. processed crap they're, in the f- they're not they're not equal <laughs> no yeah no carbs are created equal okay so when we're talking about carbs tommy each and every one of you are going to have a different perspective on this and a different love for certain ones right and a different affinity mm-hmm. for others and that's where we talk about you know salt sugar fat and, and the satiety principles and the hedonic food scales and the affinity yeah. for certain foods and all of these different types of things you just mentioned so many, so many powerful things right there and like that, that we've talked about in, in, in different episodes. So yeah, absolutely. Keep going. Sorry. No, you're fine. So when we look at the numbers, the percentages, people are like, oh, what about net carbs? And what about, should I be under 150? Yep. Should I be under 100? Should I do carb cycling? Yep. Okay. The reality <laughs> here is, should I do ultra low carb? Should I do keto? Should right. Do we've talked, yeah, should, should I do carnivore? Mm-hmm. Right. We've talked on all of those topics throughout the episodes. Mm, I'm and vegan. What about me? I'm, I'm like naturally higher carb. Like, wh- what do I do then? Like, what do I do? Questions, yeah. Increase your protein, right? Yeah. And we'll give you some other things you can do here as well. But we always get the question, especially if you've been tracking and doing macros, what, what percentage? Well, we say let's not be super, super, super strict and get down to 5%. And then, you know, we talk about keto and we did an entire episode on 90 day cycles of keto and how incredibly oh, powerful, so powerful that can be for diabetes reversal yes. and blood sugar management and metabolic disease reversal, et cetera. Long-term keto, not really sold on that. I'm not sold that as a long-term solution for most people, right? And if you're a keto or out there, really long-term, yeah, right. If you're if it's working for you and you're doing it and you're fasting in your ideal weight and you're doing keto, guess what? Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Right. (laughs) Who knows? Are the exception? Keep right. It's great. Right. So not saying that we know everyone in every situation out there and have looked at all the research, right? But it's not something that I've experienced as long-term and what we've heard through thousands and thousands and thousands and now millions of downloads is that sustainably it's difficult. It kind of falls into that dieting roller coaster that Sunshine and EBQ was talking about, right? The diet, yeah. Ferris yeah, wheel, excuse me. Yeah, the Ferris wheel. It's like if the passion for it, like if it works, it's getting you results and then it fits with your lifestyle and it's the types of foods that you typically you know, really attracted to and just the ones that kind of work for your lifestyle and, and kind of fit the things, then it's going to stick around. Like it might work for you as a really long-term solution. And like, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. It's just, that's definitely the exception for sure. That's where that comes from. Right. So we want to look at that. We like that 20%, right? Cause there was some of the research yeah. we talked about previously about the long-term diabetes studies, you know, at the 18 month and two year mark, the A1Cs were actually worse when people were going severe low carb, right? And restricting and omitting themselves from all of the air quotes, enjoyable foods like, ah, I love bread. Ah, I miss my pasta, right? Those types of things. We'll talk about food swaps here in just a minute. But we've looked at that research and how that doesn't seem sustainable for most people. And then, you know, we've also talked about research where as you get closer to maintenance and your lean body mass increases and your fat mass goes down that you actually need more natural Mm -hmm. sources of carbohydrates right and that blew some people's minds right and my wife was one of those people where she operates at a very low body fat zero visceral fat or or darn near close to it and you know she can ingest a lot more carbohydrates than me right i'm a slow oxidizer i've got the metabolic dysfunction in my history in my past my body doesn't like carbohydrates i swell up like a tick if i eat too many (laughs) 
I know I love that visual, right? Kind of oh, like right. the blueberry kid in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, right? Yeah. Yep. Gumbus Grit, whatever his name was, and he <laughs> swells up and he like gets rolled out of the factory at the end, right? That's me. Anytime, you know, I look at, you know, I can have carbs now and be fine, but if I eat them consistently over a few days, I I definitely feel the difference, right? Sure. So when we're looking at carbohydrates, it's like, wow, you know, I'm speaking really quickly now and it's probably causing some of you a little anxiety as you're listening, right? And I'm doing that intentionally because there's so many different conversations that we can have around carbohydrates. Mm. Right. Yeah. So first and foremost, let's talk about some of the categories. Right. So if you're looking at carbs, the easiest way to reduce your carb intake is to cut out the sugars, the refined grains and the liquids. Right. So breads, pastas, crackers, desserts, cereals, you know, liquid carbs, sodas, juices, even alcohol. That's a really, really easy way to if you're like, all right, well, I'm at 40 to 50 percent or maybe I'm fasting, but I haven't made any, which is what we see as one of the bigger mistakes with fasting is I haven't made any intentional food changes sure. before I started fasting. This is the easiest place that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck yes. when it comes to yeah. changing your carbohydrates or decreasing your carbs as you start fasting. Oh man, I absolutely love that because then all of a sudden you start to feel a little bit less of the cravings, like those really tough cravings that can hit you during those blood sugar swings. You get a little tightening up of those blood sugar curves. And then you also have a little less of the lethargy and the, I just got smacked, you know, kind of feeling after a, a higher carbohydrate or a more indulgent meal. And because all of those things make fasting harder, like they make it harder than it needs to be and harder than it should be. Because as we're, we're feeling these things physiologically and mentally, psychologically with cravings and things like that, it can be tough to you know, listen or, you know, listen to myself or listen to the timer that I set when this craving is just like in my head, like, and the, the stronger, the worse my sleep is and, and all these kind of things. And the worse I ate during my last meal before I started my fast, though, guess what? The more of a reminder, my brain and my stomach are sending me with hunger hormone cues and all of these other things going on. Like you can fight it, but you don't have to, like, it doesn't have to be like that, at least not all the time, you know? it can really make fasting feel a lot tougher or lead to fasting fatigue a lot sooner than yeah. we really need to experience. hundred percent. I'm just, I'm on, you know, I've done a, a few recent three day fasts recently yeah, nice. and I've mentioned them on, on, on previous episodes mm -hmm. and I'm always making sure the night before I do a longer fast that I am decreasing my carbohydrate, even natural ones. Right. And I'm not, you know, having the date night with the one, you know, yeah. craft beer, or the You'll feel splitting it. of a dessert or the, because mm -hmm. I know that the next day when I need to be on my game on a Monday, right? Because mm -hmm. typically I'll start these three-day fasts on a Sunday night, sometimes okay. a Saturday night, depending on what Sunday looks like. But I know I usually go more carnivore, more higher fat, higher protein the night before. And that just kicks the fast off much better. My sleep's better. I'm more satiated, et cetera. Yeah. So just that thought process, you know, the easiest thing to do is, is remove those refined liquid sugary type stuff. Mm. And some of you might be saying, well, that's the stuff I really struggle with, right? So we're not saying never have sure, it again, but sure. that's where we start to reduce. So instead of two nine ounce glasses of wine, have one nine ounce glass of wine, right? Mm. Or instead, instead of, of every night, right? Yeah. Maybe it's every other night. Every other night or find swaps, right? So we use Bonza pasta and Bonza, if you're listening, shout out. It's we use Bonza pasta because it has higher protein and more fiber, right? Yeah. And it's chickpea rather than, and we've looked at this and, you know, Three kids under six, yeah, there are nights you're going to have pasta. So this is what we use because it's a better option, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. It's not the, I'm never going to have it again. And then two years later, diabetes studies that show that their A1C is higher than when they went low carb two sure. years prior, right? So a lot of pent up demand, a lot of things. That yeah. I just said, Absolutely not. Never. Again. A lot of willpower, not going to do yeah. it, right? Willpower is tough. So yes, all of the refined processed sugary stuff, 
put it in this category. We don't need it. We don't want it. Let's start working on decreasing it, right? Fasting can help with those cravings too. So second thing I want to talk about here is the concept of minimally processed carbs, right? So anything in turn. So, well, what about, you know, I'm on keto. I got to watch my broccoli intake. And I'm like, Really? We're going to worry about the carbohydrates from broccoli? Like, do you know anyone yeah. that's, that's, was that the gotten, source of the problem? You know anyone that's gotten obese by eating too much broccoli? I know I'm being a little cheeky here, but like, okay, so starchy veggies are good Don't and they're also great for what the donut did. Okay. I'm just going to yeah. say it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> say it, say it one so, more time. Stop putting broccoli in the corner. Don't blame broccoli for what the donut did. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now we don't hear this often, but there are times where it's like, oh yeah, there are carbs in my veggies. I'm like, yeah, of course, but that's not and, where we need to be well, focused. And even even my fruit. Hey, fruit. Right. That's not a bad word. Nope. That's not. We'll talk about fruit here in a second, right? right? Yeah, it's not the F word, right? My son the other day goes, Daddy, you said the F word. I was like, fruit? He looked at me, he's like, <laughs> no, the other one. I'm like, oh, you weren't supposed to hear that. All right, moving on. Yeah. On the road. Maybe he was talking about fast. Maybe you said yeah, fast. fasting. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. That's the F word, right? So we do have the family friendly logo, so we're going to keep it there. But, you know, vegetables, they have bulk and fiber for satiety. They also have tons of minerals and vitamins and antioxidants, right? So right. if you're a carnivore, you're going to, oh, I don't eat veggies. Great. You get all that stuff from your meat. And if you're a vegan, you're going, oh, I don't eat meat. Well, you get great. You get all those minerals and nutrients from your veggies. Perfect, yeah. right? So Either we don't way, need to worry. They're probably not the problem. They're probably not the problem, right? So exactly. And then when we look at other you know, you'd mentioned fruits, right? So yeah. if you are a diabetic and you're trying to reverse and get off of your medications and stuff like that, then yeah, we probably, if you're going to do fruit, you're going to want to do kiwis and raspberries and blackberries and blueberries and strawberries versus the, you know, bananas and pears and high sugar, you know, higher sugar the, apples. The drippy, sugary. Yeah. Yeah. Or pineapples, right? But that's okay because pineapple yeah. still has fiber and it has, you know, sure. great digestive enzymes like bromelain, right? So maybe your body will respond to pineapple in a way where it's a positive, a net positive, right? Mm. Put it at the um, end of the meal. Yeah, or put it at Take the end of the meal. So again, just looking at this higher fiber fruits, you know, higher sugar, lower sugar fruits, where again, if somebody's telling you not to eat fruit, then like probably not the place that we need to worry. Are they trying to sell you something that's in a package? Right. <laughs> when, they're, when they're saying, hey, don't eat the fruit over there. Right. What, what are you trying to sell me right now? That would be my next question. And I guess that really comes down to the, one of the points we want to make today too, is like consider your unique response, right? So, you know, you can have a different response than the person I mentioned this in the opening and uh, sitting across the table from you, just like my wife and I have a completely different response when it comes to carbohydrates, right? We just... Sure. We just have a completely different response. I want to give her a shout out too, because she just completed her first 19 and a half hour fast. All right. It was supposed to be 18 hours. And oh, I just you forget. I just grinned from ear to ear and smiled and said, I'm proud of you. Good job. <laughs> That's I cool. didn't say I told you so. You should have been doing it because she's she's gotten great results. She, you know, <laughs> she's working. She just she's like, I need a new fresh start. Maybe I'll do some fasting. And I was like, Oh, you don't say. Huh, interesting. <laughs> anyway, love you, mate. Keep up the great work. That's cool. And then, so Tommy, there's this conversation about this unique response, right? Well, mm -hmm. one of the things that really stands true for most people that have weight to lose or have been on the dieting roller coaster or the weight loss Ferris wheel, right? As we mentioned earlier when we gave the shout out, yeah. is, you know, everybody's digestion's a little bit different. Everybody's gut's a little different. Everybody's, you know, lifestyle, cultural backgrounds a little bit different. But there's a general rule. Like, just don't eat naked carbs, I guess is the way I'm going <laughs> to put it. Carbs, yeah. <laughs> so naked carbs. I'm going to make you are... feel the awkward yeah, silence right? there. You notice yeah. I just dropped Thank that you. and walked away. That. Yeah. Hey, fasting fam. Want to let you know about an incredible company that we've partnered with, aquatrue.com. Promo code fasting for life to receive 20% off any 
Aqua True Purifier. These are not your old school um, pitcher filters or your refrigerator filters. We're talking about a proprietary four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. Their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing, which if you've priced those whole home water filtration systems, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These incredible countertop versions, they do have one under sink mounting model as well, but they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, like I mentioned, and they're specifically designed to combat this new group of chemicals that the Environmental Working Group has done a deep dive on, these forever chemicals called PFAS or PFASs. These are in 45% of our U.S. tap water, 45%. These things can lead to endocrine system disruption, certain types of cancers, liver toxicity. And I'm so glad that there's now a countertop affordable version of this incredible technology. So as we fast, we know that water outside of a little black coffee and tea is the only thing that we drink. So if we're trying to get the biggest bang for our buck, we're trying to increase autophagy and allow our bodies to heal, shed the weight, get healthy, reverse disease, then why not give it the absolute best quality water that you can? So AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It even makes a great gift, like I mentioned, my aunt and uncle. Um, Today, as one of our loyal listeners, if you support them, you're supporting us, you're going to get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code FASTINGFORLIFE, F-A-S-T-I-N-G-F-O-R-L-I-F-E. That's 20% off any of the AquaTrue water purifiers at AquaTrue.com. What is a naked carb? So this would be carbs that kind of come in by themselves. They're alone. Hey, so especially like if I, I'm thinking back to, to some of the grazing tendencies Donuts. that I've that I've had in the past. Well, it wasn't usually donuts, but sure, I could have I could have started the day off with with a donut or three, and you know, or maybe a kolache here in Texas. Or didn't know what popular. a kolache was until a few years ago, right? Uh, yeah, but kolache e- even factory. even yeah, <laughs> shout out. Even walking by the the pantry can be kind of tough because the pantry, most of our pantries are full of naked carbs, car like you know, processed things that are mostly processed carbohydrates, and. The, the trouble there is that the body has to immediately react. And typically it tends to overreact because the concentration of the carbohydrates and the way that it's actually broken down, because, you know, most of our, of our carbohydrate sources, while they, while we think that they're a little bit more complex or, Hey, it's not just a spoonful of sugar, right? Like it's a cracker or it's a chip or it's, you know, whatever it's some cereal, something like that. A lot of that it starts digesting literally in the mouth. We, we start yeah. digesting it as soon as it touches our tongue. And so that means when it gets to our stomach, it's ready for the bloodstream already. It only took a matter of seconds to minutes to get there. So really there's like, there's no resistance there. And if, if we don't sense fat and protein in the gut before that, we have no, almost no release of digestion slowing hormones that go such a long way in preventing these huge blood sugar spikes, which then lead to huge insulin spikes. And guess what? Spoiler alert, insulin. Yeah. Cravings. Insulin is, is the gatekeeper for fat. So if we're, if we're doing that to ourselves because of these naked carbs and it's, it's not like that's, it's not like we can never do that ever again, or that we have to be perfect with it. But each time we do that, we have to understand that adds up over time. Yeah. And I, what I heard there was eat the carbohydrates or pair them with a protein and fat or eat them after a protein or fat. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a lot better. There's also that cool thing where you can do the, the cold resistant starches where you can cook the sweet potatoes and the yeah. rices and the white, and then 
get them cold and then bring them out. That'll mm-hmm. also decrease the carbohydrate load by about 30%, which is That's really crazy. cool with the blood sugar yeah. spike by about 30%, right? So yes, cool. yeah, cook them, cold them, and then eat them. Because here's the thing, especially for especially for desserts too, like we do a lot of this stuff in our house when we make baked goods, right? Mm-hmm. We'll make the Simple Mills banana muffins, but we'll add collagen to them, increasing nice. the protein. We'll add oh. collagen to our tomato sauce when we do our bonza pasta nights. We'll we'll sneak collagen in everything, right? Yeah, like because yeah. it's adding to that protein number yeah. in your the ratio. Flipping. Yeah, you're pairing the carbohydrate with the protein, and then you know you can even do that with desserts too, like making sure that if you're going to eat the dessert, then you know, you can do something like a dark chocolate with some nut butter, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than just eating the dark chocolate alone, which I thought was really cool because then you're pairing yeah. it with a fat, right? So, and by the way, nut butters are not protein, okay? They're not, they're right. fat. They're a fat, yeah. It's a fat. <laughs> My wife and I, we banter about this. I'm like, ah, oh, just have some nut butter, have some almond butter. She's like, it's fat. I'm like, no, it's protein. Anyway, I want it to be a protein because two tablespoons of nut butter does not you go wish. a long way, okay? Right, no. If you've never weighed your nut butter before, go do it and you're gonna be very disheartened. So maybe oh, you shouldn't no, do yeah. it. Okay, don't go do it. Just live in ignorance. It's fine, ignorance is bliss. All right. That's one of those things um, we've, had, we've had a lot of success stories and they were like, yeah, one of my first steps I realized I had to do was stop buying some nut butter for a while because it, it's so dense, but it, it's it also craveable. And it, But a lot of times it's a reason for the carbs. It's like a reason to bust out the, you know, the, the cracker container that I'm- Or the bread. I need to, or the, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I need or a the vehicle for this deliciousness. Yeah. Who eats rice oh, cake? Rice. All right. Yeah. Rice cake. It was only invented as a diet delivery method for peanut butter or almond butter. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> Those things are terrible. <laughs> need a little, a little jelly on there too. A little strawberry jam. All right. So one thing I do want to say about carbohydrates too, for women specifically, at certain times of your cycle, specifically in the luteal phase, after ovulation, after progesterone spikes, you're going to need some natural starchy vegetables and some non-refined unprocessed carbohydrates. You're going to need some carbohydrates as your cycle ramps up for menses to begin. And that's why, never mind you burning more calories during that phase, which is going to increase your hunger and potentially your cravings. You're going to need some healthy carbohydrates in that period because that's what helps progesterone in natural hormone cycles to complete. So that's why your body's telling you and having those cravings because your body requires it. So during those times, you're going to want to back off the intense fasting times, the longer fast, the longer duration fast, and you're going to want to increase those natural carbohydrates. So there's a direct application of men versus women. Well, it's different at certain times during the luteal phase, ramping up to menses, you're going to want to, because that's what your body's telling you to do. And it's not telling you that just because you crave dark chocolate, right? It's telling you that because it needs some natural carbohydrate building blocks. So that's a great point though, because if you didn't really like give yourself that little bit of bandwidth right there, like that permission to, you know, bring Ah, you just push harder, right? Yeah. You you just push harder. You, You might find yourself like, Hey, sneaking into the pantry or into the fridge or, you know, having some of those those naked processed carbs that really aren't helping you in a, in a whole lot of different ways because you you were trying to push off everything and then just didn't win you know that craving battle that time and I mean we we hear that from women all the time that that's a tough cycle to break with or without fasting. Another one that you can do to help with the carb craze mm-hmm. is the word I'll, I'll look for is protein earlier in the day mm. versus and or minimizing carbs at night. Yeah. So if you're going to eat the carbs, eat them earlier in the day, prioritize protein early in the day. What's prioritizing protein early in the day? How does it relate to carbohydrates? Well, it actually is going to help satiety and limit those carbohydrate-rich cravings, mm-hmm. right? And then minimizing the carbs at night is a way to decrease your insulin response. So 
moving the meals earlier in the day or moving the carbohydrates earlier in the day, you're going to have less of an insulin response in the evening, up to 30%. And I know for me, if I'm going to eat a carbohydrate or let's say we're going to go on a date night, I'm going to want to get, if I'm going to have a drink, I'm going to want to get that in earlier in the day because mm-hmm. alcohol can be tracked as either carbohydrates and or fat or both, depending on how you want to do it. You can track it as a caloric number or you can track it as a carbon fat. And I know that that is going to, the carbohydrate is going to actually affect my sleep yeah. on, as well. So moving the carbs farther away from your bedtime routine in your sleep is actually a much better way to prioritize when I can have the healthy carbohydrates rather than just willy nilly kind of putting them in and all over the place. Yeah, that's another one of the spots where a little bit goes a long way. Like it doesn't have to be the perfect, you know, nighttime routine, just like we we joke about sometimes the the perfect, you know, morning ritual. Sometimes you see these like ultra ambitious morning routines and things like that that make me feel like, oh, I could never get it right because I can't do the the 25 things, you know, first thing in the morning. I might not have the perfect nighttime routine either. But if you can just add in an extra 30 or 60 minutes between that that evening yep. meal or, you know, your your last ingestion of of food or alcohol or carbohydrates you know, between then and your rest, your sleep, it makes it substantially better. It's a big impact. It really is. It's a huge impact. And so you go through it a couple of times, you're not going to really feel the difference. But once you do, and you make a couple of those changes, yeah, you notice it pretty quick. Okay, a couple other things we like to call optimizers, because I don't like the word hack, right? Hacking, biohacking, right? We're going to talk about fasting optimizers. Uh, We talked a lot about this. So you can actually use apple cider vinegar before ingesting carbohydrates, one ounce excuse me, one tablespoon and about eight ounces of water that can actually blunt blood sugar response from the carbohydrates up to, you know, 25 to 30%. And the second one would be walking after a meal, any meal walking after any meal blunts the blood sugar response, but it's super beneficial postprandially when you've had carbohydrate ingestion. So um, typically it goes on. 100%. So especially in the evening after date nights, my wife and I will go, we'll go to our favorite restaurant a couple times a month. And then we'll literally go somewhere just to walk around rather than just getting in the car and driving home. It's like, no, we go somewhere to move like one of the outdoor, we have these little outdoor kind of mall things Mm -hmm. here, or they have like, you know, there's one called La Santera and it's like just a bunch of shops and restaurants and stuff. Go grab a, you know, a decaf coffee or a tea or something, or, you know, just get up and move right after the carbohydrate, because it's actually going to help open up your muscles. And then your body, your muscles going to absorb that glucose, get it out of the bloodstream quicker. It's going to help with digestion and really blunt that blood sugar spike, which is then gets you on the roller coaster of the cravey after dinnery, snacky, salty, sweet type behavior. Yeah. Back on that Ferris wheel. Yeah. Right. That's- right. That's around and around and around. <laughs> Hopefully you can hear that coming through the mic as I was moving my head around there. Yeah, visual audio medium, but I was doing a visual trick. So the last one I want to talk about here, there's two, Tommy, but the main one is the swaps, right? So mm. we want to talk about swaps. I already mentioned one for pasta, but there's also swaps out there for breads. There's swaps out there for ice creams. There's keto ice creams mm-hmm. now. You can change your condiments, sugar hides, and a lot of things like ketchups and... Sure salad dressings. Oh, I got a salad. Well, your salad dressing has 400 calories and a bunch of bad oil in it. Like, oh crap, what did I do? Right. I had the salad, but yeah, we want to avoid those sneaky little places where some of those, the air quotes, bad carbs can hide. So looking at alternatives for higher carbohydrate, more indulgent foods is a great place to start. Yeah. Even pizza. Pizza was a big one for me that it was like Friday night pizza. And that was a very craveable, 
long-term pattern that I had, you know, done so many, so many times. And, you know, the, the blood sugar spot, I knew how I was going to feel afterwards and it didn't really matter. It was still like very craveable for me. I still did that into fasting, at least in, like in the beginning, it was very tough. It would make the next day very, very difficult. Cravings would be through the roof. So doing a pizza swap was one of my, my first big wins as far as this goes. And like, you know, these days we oftentimes do either an almond crust pizza, which we can get, it's pretty readily available, or we'll make our own like a simple meals or, but what I like even better is like a chicken crust pizza. The, the almond crust tastes a little bit better, but the chicken crust, like the blood sugar difference is, I mean, it's, it's substantial. And I mean, the protein is through the roof. The ratios are just great and you can make it taste just ultra delicious. And it brings down the craveability. It also brings up the like um, the enjoyment for sure, but it's going to take a little longer to prepare, which I find to be a really good thing for something that has like, if something has that like craveability hold over you or it's, it's tough or you have like strong emotional ties to it, bring it in house, make it take a little bit longer to prepare, make it cost a little bit more, you know, make it taste better, but with better ingredients, you know, and it's okay if it costs a little bit more, I do it a lot less. And then it also makes me like, I'm no longer tempted to just like snap my finger and, you know, get a pizza from the, the fast food place, you know, kind of down the road, which is what we used to do for years and years. Yep. Yep. Whenever my wife or I would travel before we have kids, we would always do the indulgent. I would always go to local sports bar, get some wings, mm -hmm. right? Indulge, yep. have a couple beers, right? Enjoy, yep. go home go to bed, <laughs> sleep in. My wife would always order the Pizza Hut or the Domino's box that came with like yeah. the cookie pie and the oh, man. and the pizza and the breadstick, right? So yeah, it just it fasting changes food over time. So the more you fast, the more you don't you don't have the craveability or, or the 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 hormone response to it. So that yeah. the at-home pizza thing for me is yeah, we still do pizza nights, but it's a lot more controlled, and that's why I love that concept of swapping. So the last one here and then there's one main takeaway point that I want to kind of exit the conversation today with is considering the net carbs, Tommy. So we think about this where, you know, if you're on keto and you've done keto, you think about, oh, net carbs, it fits in my net mm, carb equation. Yeah. I want to do or 30 net carbs or less, right? But really, it's more like don't fall for the marketing BS that might be out there. <laughs> Yeah, when we talk about net carbs, we'll get those questions for sure. I mean, I remember like on the hold Atkins, on. I, yeah, if you're doing net carbs and you're losing weight and you feel good and it's working, keep doing yeah. it. Okay, carry sure. on. That's a great disclaimer, though. It's like the more choices that I'm making with whole foods, things that don't have a nutrition label like that. Like you remember earlier in the conversation, I said, yeah, but my next question becomes, what are you trying to sell me? So like if I'm looking at a label and it's talking about net carbs, yeah, I mean, you can inject any food with more fiber, right? Like just like you can enrich any stripped down grain or naked carb that's in the pantry. You can enrich those things with like injected vitamins and, and stuff like that. And net carbs is kind of in a similar bucket to me where it's like just increasing the fiber doesn't really have a big benefit. It might blunt the blood sugar response slightly, but at the same time, most things that are, are focused on net carbs are really like full of things that I can't control the response. They're gonna take over a lot of liver processing that has to go on, which is gonna take away from the fat burning process that I don't want. It's also like, there's a lot of unpredictability in there. So I'm not saying that food labels are bad for sure, but the more that we can make whole food choices more of the time, the yes. better off we're going to feel and be and have blood sugar responses that are more like in line without getting kind of like, I can, I can almost get tricked into some of those things like 
like the net carbs because when low carb kind of became the craze because people were seeing they were seeing results from it and, and things like that then it kind of became like ooh maybe we can design some things that like hit that craveability but still fit within the box and then i'm like trying to find ways to like trick different things to fit okay. into my diet you know fasting should simplify this equation yeah it, gets it should simplify complex. it should make it easier total carbs, mm -hmm. then minus fiber, minus allulose, minus erythritol, minus one half other sugar alcohols equals net oh, carbs. Man. I don't want to oh, be on. standing in the grocery store doing math. Yeah. Okay. You got your TI-83 with you. And you know, this is, this reminds me of another one. It's like, oh, it's gluten-free pizza, right? But it's still pizza. Yeah. So some of those cauliflower crusts and stuff have more calories and more mm. fat than the actual pizza. Adding cauliflower to, you know, eat the whole food crust. source of it, right? Eat the cauliflower, yeah. not the cauliflower rice, right? So it's just one of those things where we find this as a really big sticking point when it comes to the conversation of carbohydrates. Sure. It should help you simplify, not complicate, and then watch out for those marketing claims as well. So as we wrap up today's episode, Tommy, we started this with a conversation of all things carbohydrates, right? And we shared some, you know, research on long term low carb versus you know, standard American diet, shared some statistics. And there's one last thing I want to mention in terms of kind of the big picture when it comes to carbohydrates is just like we say, you don't have to eat a certain way for fasting to be effective because fasting can fit any and all lifestyles. It's tried and true. It's been around since the dawn of time where we've had fasting as a tool that we can use. But in today's eat frequent, stoke your metabolism, you know, don't leave your house without your water or your snacks type dieting culture. You don't have to be strict low carb or keto to get results, especially when you're fasting. It's tempting because it's all around us and it's easy to just say, oh, no more carbs, right? And that's going to get you more balanced blood sugar and better metabolic health more quickly. But we don't really need to be looking at the short term. What did the scale say from day to day? We want to be looking at the big picture. So couple of things to consider, like very low carb diets for long periods of time can affect leptin, which regulates satiety. So in the short term, that might be a good thing. But if you have leptin resistance, then it can confuse those signals. Hmm. Much like thyroid. T3, it's an active thyroid hormone, plays a key role in metabolism. So very low carb diets can also have an effect on those numbers long term as well. Yeah. So when we look at, you know, leptin, triggering the fat cells and then responding to changes in blood sugar. So someone that has low body fat will benefit most times from a moderate carbohydrate diet or, or lifestyle or fasting approach because that's going to help curb their hunger levels. If you're constantly fighting hunger and cravings, it's going to be really difficult. And carbohydrates are typically the main driver of those hunger cues and those cravings, right? Because you talked about in the beginning about that quick absorption, quick blood sugar spike, and then quick yes. blood sugar rebound, right? So we want to make sure that when we're talking about strict low carb or keto, that you're applying it to the current situation. Now, if you've got 50 or 100 pounds to lose, yeah, the quickest path for success for you is to limit the refined processed carbohydrates. But mm. what does that long-term plan look for you? Look like for you? So you want to be supporting your metabolic health long-term and not just creating a dieting kind of short-term answer. Like, yeah, cut out yeah. carbs. You're going to see that scale number go down quick. But then what mm. happens when it stops? What's that sustainability piece look like for you? Mm. And that's really what we help people uncover during the master your fasting challenges as well. And that's what we've put into some of our guides, especially the blueprint to fasting for fat loss. So we want to give you the tools, but we also want to look big picture on what does your sustainability plan look like? Are you going to be able to avoid all of the wonderful carbohydrate foods that our society lives in? 
Would you? Well, initially it might be easy, but then what happens? What's your plan? What does your ideal day-to-day look like? And that's why we talk a lot about these types of conversations and macros and calories. And we meet you where you're at when we take you through the seven-day Master Your Fasting challenges. Oh man, it's so cool because sometimes I remember times where I didn't even really realize what the missing piece was. You know, at the time, it's like if I if I had all the answers, then I I would already be at the solution, right? I'd be at the finish line. But you know, sometimes it's a little missing piece here or there with real-time guidance, and it's just it makes for a really cool environment. And it's where we see a lot of people level up, whether, you know, you've just gotten started with fasting or you've been doing it for a while. Maybe your next level is OMAD, or maybe it's like tightening up to an 18 or a 20 hour fast, or maybe it's trying to hit your first 30 or 36 hour fast. Like it's just a a really cool ecosystem for success. And we see a lot of cool breakthroughs and ahas and, and just like incredible stuff during that challenge. So it's really cool. It's going to be great. I can't wait for this next one coming up here. Yep. I love it. So head to the show notes. It's not too late, right? You can still get in, Right. take action. You heard something you like, you're like, oh, I just want to see these guys. They're real people, right? Yes, right. we exist. We go live every single day inside of the challenge group. Just incredible. The last challenge was amazing. Oh, yes. I can't believe that it was already like seven weeks ago. Like it's just right. time flies. Head to the show yes. notes, click the link. We'll see you on the inside, Tommy. Thank you so much for the conversation today. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. Thank you.